Brooks. button and I hit mode twice mm-hmm, and that puts mm-hmm. me on the stopwatch or not the stopwatch but the timer setting and then I hit the start stop button so when I hit this button we will hear the majestic fanfare that heralds the opening of a new episode of movie Movie. this is going to be an especially hard <laughs> episode for me I gotta I gotta be honest this is gonna be hard for me is it short circuiting? It is. Oh, we used it too much. No. Oh, a couple episodes ago, Steve mentioned that we <laughs> hoped we would be like we'd be able to catch it when the batteries died. But this oh, is, I wow. think, it's the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> we broke it. Yeah. We used it three times in a row, yeah, and that's what it was. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's gonna keep going. <laughs> Wow. Too bad. Well, man, this had a good run. You know what this is like, Steve? This is like a horror film. Oh. Because we had a system. We had a tool. And we're going into this job that we're doing, recording this episode. We had a system, and now the system's all gone. It's oh, almost no. like the moment in the in the horror film when the person drops their cell phone in the puddle. Yeah. And you know they're not going to be able to reach anybody if there's trouble. So, so now we, we may not be able to get through this episode. <laughs> we're off the reservation. This well, may go on forever. Right. It may, be, <laughs> it may go on for three or four hours. Um, but, Ronald, you were just saying this is going to be a hard episode for you. It's going to be a hard episode. Well, let's go ahead and talk about why it might be a hard episode for mm-hmm, you. It's mm-hmm. because you're not a horror guy. Yeah, I'm not as big of a horror guy as you guys are. But... Well, I will say this. As a horror guy, I want you to know that I know that most horror movies are terrible. Okay. That's Thank part of being that. a horror guy. Thank yeah. you for admitting that. But it's true of most movies. <laughs> That's also It's true. not unique yes. to horror. <laughs> but Just... the, it's the weeding through. It's the finding. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you've said something about, like, superhero films or horror films or something that I might have a little weakness for, and I think about, like, aren't you into, like, martial arts films? Yeah. And, See, and superhero movies. Well, but, I mean, you know with but martial especially... arts films that you're attuned yeah. to finding the good ones. And yes. that you will watch probably some Drek Yes. For a few good scenes, maybe, mm-hmm. or to find that good movie. But yep. when you find the good one, it probably goes into a special, a special place in your pleasure it's center. Worth it. Yeah, right. That's how I felt with re- record when I saw okay. record. Like I, I felt like I, I was watching a bunch of like small horror, and then I bumped into that movie. I was like, holy shit! I, I found gold. You like, like bumped it in a video store. Yeah. Or? Uh, I bumped it to the Best Buy. The, the internet. Oh, the internet. The internet. This this net of the web. Somebody said, well, "Please watch this movie." Bracket R E C bracket. <laughs> did you have as much trouble naming that on your Plex server as I did? <laughs> Getting the metadata for it. The weird. What the fuck is up with like? Sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes it's like R E C dot, and then the year, and then it's like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And it'll be like. Requiem for a dream. You're like, I did not put that. <laughs> That's not what I'm. You guessed put. wrong. You guessed you guess wrong. wrong. Fuck you, Flex. <laughs> so uh, yes, because uh, I just have the fourth one on there. Have you watched it yet? No, 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 no. I'm gonna watch it pretty soon. But yeah, it screws things right. up. So yeah, so it'll be a little harder for you maybe to pull these. I said yeah. this uh, last time when we talked about romances that I wished I could have like this perfect memory of every movie I've ever seen because mm-hmm, I know for mm-hmm, this list, mm-hmm. I know there's an archetype of that character who's in a horror movie and just fucks shit up for the protagonists. Who's not the villain, 
You know, I, I know there's tons of those that I'm not thinking of. That's what, look, without giving you my answer, the big <laughs> thing was like, what, what, let's talk about, we're talking about just straight up assholes. We're talking about, let's we're not even talking this. about the villains. So All this, these horror films. This episode is called, should we call it Horror Movie Assholes, colon, They Had It Coming, or They Had It Coming, colon, Horror Movie Assholes? I like the prior. You the like former. the prior? Yeah. Horror Movie Assholes, colon, They Had It Coming. So yeah. we're talking about the people in horror films. I guess the simplest way to say it is people who, when they die, you cheer. That's the simplest that's form it. of it. Yeah, that's but clean. But there's a lot going into that. And I was talking to a buddy, Ronald, we were talking <clears> last time about crowdsourcing this <laughs> thing. And I took, called a friend of mine who's like a horror buff. And we were both racking our brains because we're like, I know I can picture I had that, a lot of trouble. that moment in the movie <laughs> a lot, when a, a character is getting in the way. It's like when the heroes are, we just got to go to the dam and blow up the dam and then we can stop whatever it is that they've got to do. Most of the time they're not blowing up a dam in a horror film. But, you know, like whatever the heroes have to do, they've got to get out of there. There's a limited time. There's a ticking clock. And then someone walks up with a gun and says, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That character, I feel like that character is in 50 movies. Yeah. But I couldn't think of many of them. So it really, even even as a horror fan, it's hard for me to think of them. But yes, Steve, horror movie villains versus horror movie assholes. It is true that in most horror movies there is a force. Yeah. And then there's then there's just human. There's a there's a spectrum of humanity. What we're talking about is that human that is on the spectrum of humanity, not a monster, not the villain, but a person who just gets in the way of goodness and light, gets in the way of heroes trying to do what they need to do, mm. or just is such a tool that it's fun to see them get theirs. Because, of, of course, in horror movies, you set them up to knock them down, and sometimes you set up an asshole just so you can have the pleasure of, of like, we're going to show you this guy's face getting ripped off, and rather than being horrified and nauseated, you'll be going like, yeah, that guy was kind of asking for it, you mm. know, so... So it was, but even as a horror fan, I, I I would like to add that it was difficult. It was difficult, and I'm I'm looking at my list and going, I know if I sit down and watch, you know, some random slasher film that I've forgotten about, I probably would go, oh, that guy, that jock, the mayor, the coach, whatever, that guy yeah. is is one of these. But so I, but but once I started kind of shaking my brain, some stuff definitely fell out that is that is pretty interesting. How do you feel, Steve? Being a being a horror buff, was this a tough one? I had I had some trouble, yeah, because I mean I feel like the same way. Where immediately when you suggested, I was like, oh, I got like tons of ideas. I know. But then when I sat down to write about what they were, I was like, shit. Like some did come to mind almost immediately, and yeah. and, and, uh, and one especially is on the list. I bet it's the one that came to my mind especially. I wonder okay. if it is. Curious. Is this a is this a straight up horror that you're no. thinking of, or is it kind of horror mixed with? Okay. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. That one is the if if it's the if one it's I'm the thinking one. it is. It's the best example. Yeah. Are we talking about? We'll we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> but I almost wanted to say, am I the only one who thinks that there's like one there's one that's like the perfect example of this? And if you could say this is the template, it's almost easy then to try to find the other characters who kind of follow that. Follow yeah. That template. Yeah. I hope it's the same one. That'd be fun. By the way, did we say what the name of this show no, is? No, 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 we didn't. Is this still Movie Schmovie? It's still Movie Schmovie. It's Movie Schmovie. Yep. Yep. Are you still Ronald? I am. Are you still Steve? I am, yet I'm married now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I'm still John. And this is... And there, <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's it. So, um... So yeah, I don't know. I mean, like any other thoughts? I know we've we've talked about horror movies enough as a theme on this show. Sure. It's interesting to note that this is what this is the this is the fifth Halloween that this show is experiencing. Yep. You guys did like a favorite horror films before I came on board. I think. Yeah. Yep. So this will be the fifth 
kind of horror themed episode of the show for you, Ronald. Not a not an aficionado necessarily. No. Are, do, do you find you're just are you having to really stretch the definition of what horror is to to come up with something? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I was I was gonna say like an asshole was just like the. The scared cat in, like, clip art that yeah. they put in, like, horror. Like, when they put a Halloween, just like, Rear! I don't know why. Usually standing a... atop a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> why yeah. is that? I don't understand that. That cat really doesn't scare me, but I was going to say, I was going to list that cat it as an asshole. It scares you. It's okay. This is a safe place. You're going to list the, the clip art Halloween cat clip as an asshole? Halloween cat. He is kind of a yeah. shit. So, I, I tried. I tried. Mm-hmm. I hope that at least one of mine is decent. <laughs> well, as uh, as experts on the genre, we'll be sure to let you know okay. if you if you made some good picks. But I don't know, Steve. Do you want to want to get us rolling? Or? You go, John. All right. I guess if we're gonna do this, and we're gonna both say that we think we had one that seems like the ultimate form, um, I'm gonna say that um, Paul Reiser as Carter Burke in Aliens, number one, is the, there. It is. It's the archetype, right? I mean, you the but, ultimate. Yes, Cor- the ultimate. He's a corporate weasel. Yep. He's got ulterior motives. He's out to save himself and and says fuck everybody else. But he's not even good at that. He's like he's ill suited for the situation that he's in, and he doesn't even know how ill suited he is for the situation that he's in until he is surrounded by xenomorphs who just just destroy him. And you're just thinking, what did you think was going to happen when yeah, you, you crossed you Sigourney that. Weaver <laughs> in her not franchise? Not only that, like the, the the scene prior to that when you think that there may be. You know, no, but like, there's maybe a moment where like, get your shit together yeah. and try to help. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he 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 screws everybody over once again mm-hmm. and walks right into what he deserves. Yes, in, and it felt so good in the act of trying to save his own ass. He he destroys himself. Right. Yeah, which is yeah. like the ultimate horror movie asshole move. Mm. I think. Yeah, you sacrifice his entire crew to save yourself, and you just basically walk into your own death. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But yeah, every scene in that movie that he has, like, I'm sure we read a lot of the similar things catching mm-hmm. up on this character, but just, there was a site that listed as, like, sacrificing the entire colony of people, attempted murder of Ripley and Newt via alien impregnation. <laughs> There's nothing that he will not do yeah, to destroy man. this thing, this quest for profit. Like, right. that is perfect. Yeah. Like, one, two people, a child, yeah. an entire group. Mm-hmm. And there's not even a chance you're going to save yourself, but it's worth risking that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just a dick, right? Straight up. And at the time, and an asshole. <laughs> and at the time too, like it was before Mad About You, right? Before, right. But he was like Paul Reiser was a recognizable stand-up comic. He'd been on the Tonight Show and things like that. He was a sort of not, I mean, maybe not a beloved figure, but he was a likable. It was it was it was casting against type to some extent. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. aware of who he was. I loved seeing him pop up and do his like three minutes on David Letterman or, or you know Johnny Carson or whatever. And so knowing that he was in a movie kind of excited me. Um, and it was you know nowadays we sort of accept that that stand up comics frequently get cast in movies. But at the time it was just like oh I like this guy I like his comedy what's he doing in this film? Um, I don't know when I finally saw Aliens. It must have been... I don't think I saw it in the theater because I wasn't old enough to go to an R-rated movie back then, but I must have seen it on home video shortly thereafter. And I was really excited to see him in the movie. So it had that extra weight of like... when You you know, when you like an actor and you're going to see the movie because of them, you sort of... You plug yourself into them to some extent. And to see that he was playing such a such a tool who who's asking for death. 
it it stung me particularly because I went into that movie going, oh, I can't wait to see Paul Reiser in this. And then it's like, oh, Paul Reiser is the worst of the worst of the worst. (laughs) Even more deserving of a spot on this list than Bill Paxton's character, who's like on the line of what you might call an asshole, you know? (laughs) But uh, he at least, like you said, he at least redeems himself in the sense that he does try to fight band together yeah. whereas paul riser's character it's all it's scheming and trying to put one over on people and pretty much deciding ah oh, fuck everybody else as long as as long as i get out of here alive i'm okay and that doesn't work out for him so not so much yeah not so much so carter burke i'm tagging you on that one because that, right. that was my number one so. that was your number one that was my turn um pretty much every male in it follows <laughs> i thought that was really weird to like i, I if you know i, I, I just really <laughs> I, 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 I just don't understand dudes dudes particularly her really good friend the the, the guy that was like well, you're not having sex with me oh the the, the sort of stalkery friend the yeah, friend who's like waiting stalker. for her to give yeah. it up yeah that was creepy mm-hmm. and he you know every guy got what they deserved I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about like approaching women with that level of aggression about sex mm-hmm. eh, you know i don't know i would say the guy who the first guy the first guy doesn't quite get what he deserves no. at least not in the scope of the film but no. we don't know we don't know what the rules are i read something interesting where the director of that was was responding to quentin tarantino's yeah, cheating on his life but i don't really understand but it was interesting that quentin tarantino brought up some plot holes of the film that basically had to do with the rules <laughs> yeah. being yeah. broken yeah. by the film but i thought the director had a pretty good defense which he is to absolutely say did. that the people the rules as laid out in the film the only time we hear the rules laid out are by that guy and he's huh putting together figuring the, it out the best explanation yeah. he can yeah. come up with based on what's happened to him so the fact that the movie breaks that guy's rules is not the same thing as saying that the movie breaks its own rules yep. right and the only reason why i'm extending that kind of an olive branch to it follows and saying i think it's that sophisticated is because i actually think it's that sophisticated i think that yeah. there's a lot of stuff that the characters in that movie do that you are meant when you take the long view you're meant to see as foolish or wrong-headed but it doesn't mean that the filmmaker felt that way yeah you know i I don't know it's interesting like he was very deliberate about saying these are teenagers they're 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 not dummies but they are they are sort of improvising and making it up as they go along and there's no rule book for dealing with this kind of yeah this kind of manifestation so yeah because i think that in general was that view it's omniscient Uh, like you see everything that Mm -hmm. wasn't the case with this movie you don't know the rules nobody knows the rules and the little information that he has he shares with them which might not even be Right. He's like, I think this is what it is. This is these are the rules that I've gathered. Mm-hmm. And then he just kinda let it go. And and I think that Quentin Tarantino has never made something like that. So he could never have understood and this is not in it. No, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like he it, it, this guy's let letting the story kind of unfold through this mystery and I don't think Quentin Tarantino's ever made a movie that relies on the idea that you don't have the rules. Right. That's, I think it's a cool idea. Uh, well, I mean, I actually think, I mean, and opening the possibility that the director of It Follows is just really good at, at like, explaining himself. Like, who knows if that's really what his intention was. But I believe, I mean, from watching the movie, I felt that that was a subtext to the movie, is that these mm-hmm. kids are making it up as they go along. Um, but, like... It's just not in Tarantino's style to do it that way. So it's almost like he's hearing... It's almost like he's finally the old dog who's hearing a new sound that he doesn't quite understand. And he just happens to sound off about it. I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, really, he's paying a compliment to the film, though, by saying 
it was that kind of film that was so good he wished it had been better. Yeah. But it is a little bit like if you'd been that guy what's the name of the guy that directed it follows? I feel like I should know it by now. What do you know what it is? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just call him Joe Wilkinson. <laughs> Uh, if you're Joe Wilkinson, that must be kind of annoying to be like, oh, Quentin Tarantino spoke spoke your name from on high. And David ch- Robert Mitchell. David Robert Mitchell. And he chose to say something kind of shitty. It's yeah. like someone called you out to be kind of shitty to you. That's never great. Because he never... How often does Quentin Tarantino talk about other people's films? Not very often. Right. And, and and when he does, it's like, here are my favorite movies of the year. And in the usually- same interview, he was like praising everything that... Uh, uh, what's uh, the fighter... Um, Oh my God, um, David O. Russell. David Russell. Yeah, he's basically praising him as like mm-hmm. you don't hear a lot of praise coming from Tarantino when he talks about other filmmakers. But At like all. he was basically saying like that he is, he does he not talk David O. Russell, yeah. and he was praising like the fighter as being like this probably one of the better films recently. Mm-hmm. Still need to see the fighter. Interesting. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Well, it's weird being a David O. Russell fan that I didn't see that one. Yeah, it is no. very odd. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. That's no, all right. No, no, no. But it's uh, no, it's just interesting. Like I, w- I always worry about that. Like as you know, as a person who works on creative projects, I'm always like, is it better not to be mentioned, or is it better to be mentioned with a caveat? You know? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because not being mentioned means maybe you haven't reached that status. But to get like, oh, this is the one time my name's going to be in headlines, and it's going to be because Tar- Tarantino decided to say something kind of snarky. You know? Right. But. Strange. So, so I see that. Like the guys in that, particularly the the without giving too much away about it, but there's the guy in the middle of the film who is kind of like the the, the cute boy. Let's say he definitely there's a certain amount of like his his confidence and his sort of smugness is is his undoing to some extent. I think. Yeah. But it follows. That was it follows. So oh. is it, does that mean it's my turn again? Yeah. It's back yeah. To you. Well, um, well, gosh, I was hoping some people would winnow the list down a little bit before I got to this point. Um, I'm going to go ahead... Ooh, this is going to be brutal, fellas. Ooh. I'm trying to think of what is better used as a um, as a, uh, as an also-ran. I think I know what I'm going to do here. All right. Um, one of... I know that Steve's no fan, uh, or no great fan, of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But if you watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, one of the things that will jump out at you right away is that the lead character, uh, Sally Hardesty... Her, her brother, Franklin Hardesty, who's in a wheelchair, um, which seems like maybe this is going to, you know, in most movies you would say, let's put a character in a wheelchair so we can, we can admire their struggle and we can see how they have, they have, they're, they have bigger odds against them in this crazy scenario and they're going to have to fight their way out of it. Sure. But what Franklin Hardesty is, is the most annoying character that's ever been put on film, perhaps. Um, right down to the fact that there's a scene where he's like complaining about how everyone mistreats him. And he just is freaking out and going like, <laughs> I mean, he's just acting annoying as fuck. And mm. the first time I saw this movie, when I was like a 12 or 13 year old who was trying to soak up every horror film I saw, I just couldn't believe I was seeing such an annoying character. But Franklin Hardesty is absolutely like just nails on a chalkboard. I don't mm. know. I mean, I, I want to give the actor Paul A. Partain, I want to give him credit for for creating such an obnoxious character, but I don't know for a fact that he wasn't just <laughs> being himself. But he's just loud and annoying, and 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 nobody in the movie seems to like him. Like, everybody seems to be like, hey, Sally, why'd you bring your brother? You know, you had to. There's no question that when he gets killed and he, he just shuts up for the rest of the movie, as, as 
freaky as the rest of that movie is, there is a little bit of a sigh of relief you have when you realize that Franklin Hardesty has finally fucking died. <laughs> so, and I don't think they've quite repeated that. I know when they did the reboots and the remakes of that, I don't think they quite injected a character. Like, it's almost like they said nothing can... I was no, going to say no, nothing no, can no, top no. Franklin, but nothing can bottom Franklin. <laughs> yeah. He's the lowest of the low. <laughs> One of the standouts to me... Um, <laughs> who could probably be the worst mother ever um, would be Piper Lars' character in Carrie. <laughs> um, mm. And this is a good example of like the note that I have, like villain versus asshole, because yeah. it's really great that in that movie that she's really not the villain that sets off the series of events. Really, that climaxes that film, really. She's almost like part of Carrie's backstory. Right, it's exactly. Like she's an explanation as to a, why a Carrie why. is exactly. who she is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, worst mother ever. Yeah. I mean, the beating your children, you know, demeaning your children, um, condescending, all the religious, like, like a fucking nut job, mm-hmm. basically the entire film, and and just like the whole movie, I felt so I, I felt so bad for Carrie's character the entire movie, I, and you're and you're supposed to, mm-hmm. but the entire film, you know, I saw this movie years after it came out, obviously, but I. I it's one of those things where you're just like, you feel good for like, you, you don't feel bad per se for saying, kill her mother, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel, ju- nobody will judge me for feeling or saying right. that out loud when you watch Carrie. You're like, you're all on the same page. Like, that bitch gotta go. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, this poor girl. Like, and that's yeah. not even the worst thing that happens to her really in the film. It really is that. It's, it's her backstory that kind of sets her up for why she is the way she is. But, you know, John Travolta's character and, uh, Oh God, I forget who plays Nancy it. Allen. Nancy Allen's character are really the villains per se of the film, yeah. but um, great example of like it's okay to really kind of wish bad on your parents. Well, it's <laughs> interesting. Like I feel like horror movies so often use teenagers as their main characters. So like a bad parent is a really good fly in the ointment for for a teenager because yeah. that's the person that says no, you're not going out tonight, or. No, you're not hanging out with them or whatever it is. And it's like, we know this person is up against some life or death struggle. Yeah. But this parent is just too busy being an asshole to understand what's going on. With Piper Laurie, it's heightened. Yeah. Because she's definitely, she goes beyond just being a disinterested or a, or a harsh parent into the realm of like psychotic mistreatment. Exactly. But it still has that weird feeling of just, this is a creepier story because Carrie doesn't have any safe place to go. Exactly. You know, and I think that like when you're a teenager, especially you feel that feeling of like being prisoner almost in your room. And I think that when if you're, you know, in the movies, it just kind of magnifies it. It makes it part of the part of the horror, I guess, that there's no there's no there's no escape for this person. Right. You wouldn't want to be Carrie. <laughs> Poor Carrie. Poor Carrie. This is my pick? It's you. OK. Um, well, it's a movie I saw a long time ago in a movie theater. Uh, it is. So there's a difference. There's Descent and The Descent. Mm, one, ooh. one had Rosario Dawson, and that was not... No, not you're talking about the descent. the descent. The Descent. The Neil Marshall film. The, the one in the cave. Yes. yes. Uh, Are you Ju- talking about Juno? Juno. Juno. Okay, good. Terrible. Terrible. Shitty to everyone. Oh, but she's so fuck, hot. Fuck the best friend. You've just cleared a spot on my list. Yeah. Because Juno was like... Ditto. Yeah. Because w- I loved... I actually loved her in a way like yeah, i was like yeah. I, you know when i was like oh she's hot so i love her yeah. uh, but i also the movie is set up to reveal like beyond like oh, every awful. every step she does something worse and yeah. worse yeah she's awful yeah Matt, she's so reckless like when they're yeah. when they're starting their whole 
yeah. journey to get this adventure yeah. they're doing. Well, it's a Carter yeah. Burke thing of not telling everybody something. What's going on? Like, yeah. We yeah. find out midway into the movie that she had some information that she about did, the, that she about didn't the share. Cave. Right. Yeah. And then further than that, we understand she's even worse than that. So yeah, Natalie Mendoza is actually the actress that, that plays her. <laughs> I love that you know her name. Oh, I looked her I, up I, today. I, had her I looked her up today, <laughs> and I God found out it. that she's 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 an attractive actress, but she's particularly hot when she's sweaty in a dark cave <laughs> with her that hair kind sense. of down in her face, like you know, it's it's something about that character and also something about the descent when i saw I, it i love that movie. i hadn't seen a good horror film in the theaters for a while and i was with a buddy um um and we were like hanging out really for the first time and we just decided on a whim to go see it and it was like a horror movie f- loving friend and it was just a, it was a great like oh yeah. I, went, I just went to the theater and saw a, a new horror movie that was pretty decent i haven't yeah. seen the second one i'm to understand she actually well, this we're getting into spoiler territory. At the end of the first one, it seems she's dead. Yeah, that's like. But two in the second one, she's actually she's actually back. The sequel has her as a main character. Really? There were two wow. endings. There were two endings for it. One yeah. where she got out. Well, that was the. That's a fake ending. It's like a, she dreams that she gets out. Well, I saw it. So Boy, the, we're just spoiling the fuck. Well, out the, of the version I saw, she completely got out. Credits went down, yeah. and then one she didn't get out at all, and right. then the credits. It was weird because there was like an there was like an Australian one. The one then... I saw, she gets out and then she wakes up and she's back in the situation. And the, and uh, the getting out was a fantasy, and then it ends. Man, there must be a couple cuts of the movie then. Yeah. But that, we're not talking. By the way, the she we're referring to is not Juno. Not Juno's Juno. gone by this time. But you're talking about the. Heroine, I saw one when Juno. I saw one when Juno gets up. Pretty Juno. Really? Gets, yes. I've there's like a couple cuts of it. There are a lot of endings to that one. Then there's one with like a baby on the outside. Do you remember that? Like no. a baby. What? A baby. There's like a baby and a baby outside the cave. You sure there wasn't just a baby in the no, theater? No, no, I'm not going crazy. It's <laughs> like a baby outside. The... You, that wasn't just when you were hanging out with no. babies and you. Used it was to like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think there was like a baby outside the cave or something like that. Yeah. Wow. I don't but yeah. That. Okay, I'm going to look at it. What makes that so creepy, man? The close quarters. Yeah, I was yeah. so close watching the movie. That's why when I saw the the Ryan Reynolds movie, I didn't quite feel oh, Barry, the same no, way as Barry. I did when I saw... I will say that The Descent has one kind of goofy moment two. that is always funny to me because there's a moment when they, they, they aren't yet aware of what's going on, but they're lost in this cave. And one of the, one of the um, women is like by herself and she looks over and like feeding out of a puddle or a little pool of water there's like uh, this this you know a uh, pigmentless white creature thing. human creature humanoid <laughs> thing like drinking from a pool and she sees that and instead of being like huh, she's like maybe he can help <laughs> are you see- i don't remember that wow are you kidding I, I forget what she says she says something like maybe he can help or maybe she's like excuse me help we're lost or something but it's like the last really? the wow. last thing i would do if i saw like a, a pale white naked hairless creature feeding from a pool in a cave that i was lost in would i be like oh he seems like a good guy maybe he'll maybe he'll help us out here losing my mind but that notion of like humanoids that have like gotten lost in a in a in the caverns of the earth and they've they've kept it going for generations or whatever that is disturbing as fuck yeah yeah Yeah. when you i mean you could almost make a horror movie just about getting lost spelunking and getting stuck in those tight spaces but the fact that this movie adds cannibalistic humanoids you know yeah it's pretty solid stuff is it back to me Mm -hmm. guys we're working at a brisk pace on this one yeah we might Mm -hmm. have to elaborate on on our also rants i know you've got tons of also rants (laughs) oh no (laughs) 
I think you. I think you're gonna pick one of the ones that I'm gonna pick. I'm well, gonna I'm pick. going to. We've already said Descent. Natalie Mendoza. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. There's a okay. I'm looking at two or three, and it's it's really hard to tell which of these is the best. I know that Steve might have one of these on his list, but maybe not the others. Um, I guess I'm just going to go with the one that actually has maybe the most interesting as a separate category. Because this is a character whose death impressed me because I didn't expect it to happen. It was a character who I thought was annoying, and I didn't know if the movie wanted me to think was annoying. And I still don't know for sure if the movie wanted me to think this character was annoying. But I did not expect this character to die because the rule of horror movies seems to be anyone can die except what, Ronald? The kid. The kid. So you're watching any horror movie going, the kid's not going to die in this. And if you were watching uh, Chuck Russell's remake of The Blob from 1988, oh. Eddie oh. Beckner is this little kid in His that. And he's, he's like on, he's, yes, he's like the, the main girl's little brother's friend. Friend, yeah. And he's kind of in with them. Mm-hmm. And he's just a little obnoxious. He's, I mean, he maybe doesn't fit the definition of like absolute asshole, but he was obnoxious in that way that when you're watching a movie, and especially if, when I was 15 or 16 or whenever I saw this, um, I was really what you were saying uh, uh, before about child actors in films I think when we were talking about uh, The Visit a couple episodes ago you mentioned that you don't really like child actors I have that sort of I get my back up too like are we really going to have to spend too much time <laughs> yeah. with this kid and in uh, The Blob don't worry about it you don't have to spend too much time with, with Eddie Beckner <laughs> because <laughs> he gets consumed they're like fleeing through the sewers and he just goes under and not only does he go under and, and get got by The Blob but when he comes up he's like half decomposed and like dripping and going and gets like sucked down it's like the movie and again i i if i watched it now i'd be clearer on this whether we were supposed to think eddie was an obnoxious little kid but just the fact that they did that tells me that the movie was at least trying to break some of those rules and keep you guessing and i don't know that we anyone's holding up uh the remake of the blob from 1988 as like a great film i really but, like it but as far as having like some brutal kills, i really like it yeah. and like the way that people are just consumed yeah. and just absorbed it's there's some really creepy visuals and he, even the boyfriend yeah you know like killing him really pretty early in the film yeah and, or at least in, in early in the conflict once they realize what's going mm-hmm. on right oh that was fucking ballsy yeah you know? i mean it's an interesting it's it's got it's full of interesting moves like that and it was yeah. the height of me that movie came out, it was the height of me like reading Fangoria and reading about how the effects were made and knowing the name of the director. I think Chuck Russell also directed Nightmare on Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. so I kind of knew who he was. So I was following these guys and I was I knew who was doing the effects and that kind of thing. So it was fun to see a movie like that in the theater and see one that really was, I mean, pretty, like we were saying, pretty nasty and pretty gross. But it's also at that era when everything was practical. And so it's like the height of like, you know, uh, uh, latex masks and, and heads that they make and squash. And it's like everything I'd seen how they did the effects in the magazine. And then to see the movie was like, oh, yeah. And oftentimes you would read about the effects and then the movie that it came out would be like this gutted thing where they had cut out most of the gore. Mm. And so I would have seen a three or four page article talking about how they blew someone's face up. And then the movie might not even have that yep. that beat in it to, in order to get an R rating. But I feel like the blob was still nasty. I mean, it, it still had... Like, there's three or four other deaths in the movie that are, are, are really gruesome because of how the person is dead, essentially, but they're still hanging around because they're inside the blob and they're reaching out and they're trying to, you know, you're trying to help them or whatever. But yeah, I want to say poor Eddie Beckner, but I don't know if maybe um, this is an interesting thing. The, the actor who played Eddie Beckner 
is I'm gonna go down on the list here. Oh, Douglas Emerson played Eddie Beckner, and his other great claim to fame. And I never watched 90210, but on 90210 he played a character named Scott Scanlon, <laughs> who was friends with David Silver, oh. the Brian Austin Green character, who ends up accidentally blowing his head off yes. while playing with a gun. So oh, I would shit. say that uh, yeah, there you go. Wow, I remember that. <laughs> So Eddie I didn't Beckner, realize the same kid. And maybe maybe uh, uh, Douglas Emerson was like, finally, I'm on 90210. I've got a character that can live in people's hearts and won't be memorable for how he died. And then, you know, season two, they say, hey, guess what? You're going to blow your brains out. Guess what, up. Douglas Emerson? <laughs> Scott Scanlon is going the way of Eddie Beckner. Oh, that's so It would have been wow. great if the blob had just come out and consumed him on 90210. <laughs> <laughs> but that stands out in my memory because two things. It's a kid. It was gruesome. And... <laughs> And it was, it was just like I had been thinking, like someone shut that kid up, you know. Yeah. And then the blob. Oh, death! Shot. Along comes a blob. <laughs> Took care of it for you. <laughs> I'm gonna stay in the uh, in the '80s realm. I'm gonna throw out one of my favorite B campy awesome '80s horror movies is Night of the Creeps. Ah. And I wanted to give Brad um, a head nod, who's like the 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 head honcho of the fraternity in the film. Mm. Um. Just everything that I see as a like, everything I view like the rich asshole to be like, you know, pompous, cocky, rude to his girlfriend, but of course the one that the girlfriend falls in love with initially. Uh, dresses annoyingly to me, you know, his hair pisses me off. Everything about him just pisses me off. And uh, again, it's the kind of thing where, you know, he's the kind of character that gets it pretty early on in what's happening, mm -hmm. and she gets to kill him, and I just love that. And, mm. you know, I just feel like a lot of the 80s, like, the more I got into thinking about it, there were other 80s horror films that kind of were coming to mind with those kinds of characters, like the shitty boyfriend that mm. yeah. bites it, you know, or, or the one that mistreats her, whatever, whoever it is. But um, Night of the Creeps is a movie that I just, like, go to all, I love that movie. And uh, Brad is such an asshole. Such an asshole. So I had to have him on my list. Absolutely. See, but don't you believe there's probably ten more of those you're just not remembering? Where it Easily. was the jock boyfriend or the or the stupid girlfriend That's one or of the archetypes I hit. But yeah. I'm like, the first one, and when I got to that, that type of guy, I thought it was him. So I had, mm -hmm. to, I had to include him in my list. But you're right. Like, there's, there's so many. I, I mean, so this movie... I saw pretty early on, and then I saw it as I got older. And you know, I don't, I don't care about the geography of everything about this movie. I do, however, care about the biggest asshole, Jack Jack Nicholson, uh, portraying Jack and Torrance, yeah, and The Shining. Yeah, this was this almost made my list. That's a good choice. So, because <clears throat> it's about the bad dad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the movie take away the horror. Yeah, yeah. It's about an alcoholic dad, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's scary. It's super scary. And then just how aggressive he is. And just how like uh you know, I was I was always afraid of people with crazy eyes and like <laughs> you know what I mean? And running away from someone. Mm -hmm. uh, every nightmare that I used to have as a kid was running away in tight corridor in a tight didn't corridor. You, wouldn't you always be running really slow? Yeah. But you like, were trying to run yeah. really fast. What is that yeah. about your body not working right? Yeah, I don't know. It works right I don't in know. But sorry. Yeah, and then like the blood and the twins and 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 that stuff. But the, but Jack at, at the end. Well, you know of... the, the real story there. It's interesting you mentioned that almost mm -hmm. like two points. Yeah. Is that the real story there really is about how 
this place is haunted. This place is yeah. a nightmare factory. But what's really dangerous is a person who gets into that environment and starts being affected by it. Yeah. Because yeah. the ghosts, as far as we know, they're just manifestations. But what they can get a person to do is yeah. terrifying. I would be perfectly all right being in a haunted house and being able to, like, maybe get out. But a person... Yeah. A person that I love. Right. That's, <laughs> that's it. Right. That's it. By, that's a different thing. Yeah. And, it, and it affected even me even more than... Um, What's the Ryan Reynolds did the remake? Amityville. Yeah, Amityville, which which was a great movie, but there's something about the way that this happened. Mm-hmm. It was petrifying, and he got what he deserved. He froze to death, right? No, it's funny when I thinking about this list. One of the first things that came to my mind was Philip uh, was uh, Paul Reiser as Carter Burke, and one of the other images that came to my mind was Jack Nicholson frozen to death. Yeah, at just... the end of The Shining, and it is. I was like, I had before I thought of this list, I had not thought of that as a he had it coming moment. But yeah. it is true that like there's a hint that he he like dislocated his son's arm before you know yeah. before the events yeah. of the movie, yeah. and you can tell that him drinking again is is a bad thing. And I read somewhere where Stephen King, who's been highly critical of of Kubrick's adaptation of that book, uh, said that what bothered him about, and I think Jack Nicholson, I, I love Jack Nicholson for the record. I think he's mm-hmm. one of those originals that mm. some of my favorite roles, period, are, are he just plays humans. I mean, like, yeah. they're usually nasty, but he, he, he lets them be nasty. You know, yeah. like, he's not, a, he's not afraid of that implication that he might be playing a nasty guy. But Stephen King said, that the character as written was a man who was struggling with his demons. And mm-hmm. then when he sat down to watch the movie, he felt like Jack Nicholson had embraced his demons somewhere before the movie began. Uh, you know, And I, I can see that as a criticism, but I think but that... But Stephen King also made Maximum Overdrive, right. if I'm not mistaken. Like, <laughs> right. It's a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> or at least... I, I haven't seen it in so long. I would imagine it would be fun to watch, but yes, probably probably quite terrible. But no, Stephen King is like... He's, he's, he's got the right to that opinion. He does. But it is funny to me that um, what maybe is the most iconic thing about that movie is possibly the thing he likes the least about it. <laughs> right. You know? The guy embracing his demons and going a little too far. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, do we feel a little bit of fear? Not like fear that we're going to be that monstrous, but do we feel a little bit of a tug of identification with a man who's fighting with his demons at all? Because I do feel like there's points in that movie where I feel bad for Jack Torrance. Yeah. I feel like he's a weak man who's up against something he can't possibly defeat. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I I think that in general like my 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 point, my very point of like just keeping a pretty positive attitude is the idea that like if I didn't or the energy would kind of consume me and I'd become a terrible person. You know what I mean? So I try to keep it pretty pretty positive. And when you see, I think that we, we like to, you know, the whole, like, Scarface, like, you know, look at the bad guy thing, is because it almost seems contagious mm-hmm. how scary people are, how how crazy people are. That's why we act the way we do. We, we, com- we readily separate ourselves from crazy people. I'm not like that person. Yeah. I can never be like that. Because you know deep down... Something There's could a happen. It could. There's something yeah. that could happen. Like you could, you could, somebody could say something to you. Like I don't believe in you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, the person that, make you, you, that you think crazy. you would never lose, which could, could make you yeah. could lose them. Or it make yeah, it's true. Crazy. It's like that. It's like the emotional equivalent of that. Everyone's two paychecks away from being homeless, kind of yeah. thing. Yes, is it like everyone's just a couple of life events away from being a completely different person? Absolutely. Uh, you well, know. 
Yeah, it's very that, and that, and I think that's what scares me so much about that character. Oh yeah, and it's made in 1980. It's not something made now. It still has the ability, like the way it's put together, it still creeps me out. I mean, it's just like an evil movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's super evil. This it it has a perfect combination of the visuals and the sounds and the music and all of the like flashback. All of it makes for one of the it's still disturbing it's mm-hmm. not one of those movies that i can watch now and be like man that was the 80s and that was a right. shitty movie. It, it's like this is a great movie that holds up and i'm sorry if my friend greg lowry who hates the shining is listening <laughs> we'll never see eye to eye on this yeah. my friend <laughs> he's probably like get out of here he's Josh. like i turned it off the second someone brought up the shining but no, that's a good one it's a good one so any also rants steve um, yeah, I had a couple. Um, I did have the descent on there, but let's see. I had uh Miss Cromody from The Mist. Just no help at all. Yeah. <laughs> and only making it worse, you yeah. know, kind of thing. There's like monsters outside and you're talking about sacrificing people. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> uh the other one that I had that I wanted to mention, but I didn't only because you don't see him get it on screen. But you know he's getting it mm-hmm. is uh, Frederick Chilton from Silence of the Lambs. Ah, mm. um, what a piece of shit! And <laughs> you know you you kind of have that notion at the end that 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 Hannibal's going after him and that you know he's going to enjoy eating him. So I feel good about it. But um, you don't get to see it, which would yeah. be great if you did. But yeah, he is a horrible. horrible What's funny person. is on the show Hannibal, you get to see it like three different ways, and yeah. he's still alive. He still makes it through. <laughs> he finds a way to survive. By the way, the guy, we'll probably talk about it on TV Shmeevy in, in a couple of weeks, yeah. but the uh, Raul Esparza, the guy who plays Chilton on that show, became one of the MVPs of the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You watched Hannibal? I'm not, I didn't watch the third season. Okay. Uh, second, first and second are amazing. I saw, I'm in the first two episodes of the third season. Finish it before we do TV Shmeevy, because yeah, that would, would be great to, to do like just a series it. review yeah. of that. Yeah. But, um, as far as also Rand, I had Brian Cox as Mr. Krieg from Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And it, the way that movie builds that Recent. character and like I love that. It, he goes trick or the, treat or trick or treat. Trick or treat. Yeah. Trick with the or with treat. the turkey. With the turkey going around killing people. Oh, you mean the little jack o' lantern kid? Yeah. Uh, no, I thought that was like a that's like a turkey movie called Trick or Treat. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? The little turkey going around no, killing people. Like a turkey going around. Are you killing... saying like that kid's a turkey? <laughs> no, that's like <laughs> that a little turkey. That <laughs> jive turkey over there. It's is... like a, what? <laughs> There's a movie called Trick or Treat. <laughs> no, trick, trick or Treat. Trick, trick or Treat. Or, trick yeah. or Treat is the anthology film from a couple of years back that uh, actually is becoming one of my favorite little seasonal treats. Every year we I watch it, like, and it gets so, better it's, every it's year. It's so mean spirited and such a great horror flick. You know, like it's got yeah, he's got Krampus coming out this oh, year, which so I can't good. wait for. I, the, the the Krampus trailer, the bit where uh, <laughs> David Koechner is saying. That his food is dry, and Adam yeah. Scott saying, "No, mine's fine," and he's like, "Well, mine's dry," and he's like, "Well, do you want to trade with me?" <laughs> <laughs> like that, fe- it, that feels like it can get nasty too. There's also a scene where he's like, "I want, uh, I'm like really hungry," and mm-hmm. she's like, "There's, there's leftovers in the fridge." Like, I guess I just won't eat or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we should say what's going on. Krampus is a movie coming out this Christmas, which is directed by the guy who did Trick or Treat, uh, which again, Mike Darty, yeah, yeah, it's. Like, I saw it once, and I liked it, and it stuck in my mind. And every time I think about it, I, like, there's a part of me that, like, can't wait to watch it again. You Love know? it. Love it. It's just that right level of nastiness, you know? Yeah. Like, where there's a ghost 
there's a ghost, there's a demon, there's an avenging spirit or something, but like the person that's wrong is going to get what's coming to you. You know where yeah. you can watch that anytime you want on my Plex server? I'm thinking about thanks killing. <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> that's <laughs> a real thing? Yeah, thanks killing and trick, trick or treat we got at the same time. Oh, okay. But yeah. Thanks, killing. It's like a turkey that goes around killing people. He's, like, He's got a four point three. Right, on... bitch. He's like talks like that. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that fucking looks awesome though. Yeah. His eyes look like Velociraptor Thanks, eyes. Killin'. Yeah, we got the DVD. Is it in black like... and white? No, no. Oh, it's just stills, I guess. I wow, think, dude, yeah. that looks awesome. I also had uh, uh, Ty Burrell in the Dawn of the Dead remake. He plays uh, oh, Steve yeah. Marcus, like so the yuppie good. asshole. Who gets, uh, you know, gets zombified and shot in the face? That's a good one, John. On the zombie tip, I also had the Day of the Dead, not the remake, the original 1985 film. There is a an evil military guy named Captain Henry Rhodes, played by Joseph Pilato, who is um, the fly in the ointment character we've been talking about. He stands in the way. He's going to mm. stop the people who are trying to like. He's worse than all the people who are already pretty bad. And there's a scene in that where he gets cornered by these zombies and there's they just mob him. And it's the it's the ultimate in my mind zombie kill because he's on the ground getting ripped apart. It's one of those things where like he's has the actor's upper body is put on a yeah. on a prosthetic and they pull it apart and his intestines are coming oh. out and he's writhing and screaming while zombies are eating him and it's like it lingers on it, you know? Um I you can't you can't not put that in the in the pantheon. But that guy, uh yeah, uh, Henry Rhodes uh is a is a deserved death, I think so. Hmm. I, I also I had the, the guy, the whole military team from Twenty Eight Days. Okay, twenty days yeah. later. Twenty Eight Days. That, they what, what is it? Twenty Eight. Am I saying it right? It's Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah. And then they did Twenty Eight Weeks Later. They did Twenty Eight. Right. Yeah, uh, Christopher Eccleston's. Yeah, like that whole yeah. group of military people. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of dickholes. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, they got what was coming to them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's all I got. Cool. What, a bu- bunch of, what a bunch of assholes. What a bunch of what assholes. A bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is, what's the name of the yeah, episode? Yeah, that's the name of the episode. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what we did. did. did they had now. it coming. We call it full circle. Um, like it. Cool, that was awesome. Yeah, was I love fun. talking about horror movies. Me too. Mm. Now, Steve, you said I could watch that on your Plex server. Can yeah. I come over to your house and pull it up on your Plex server? Anytime. <laughs> okay. Anytime. Basement's unlocked. Yeah. TV's in there. You can, you can go <laughs> anytime you want. Yep. I'm, I'm to understand you'll be gone for three weeks. I am. You're welcome. You're welcome. Come, come check my home for me. Hey, who's watching your dog while you're on your honeymoon? My parents. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. They're like in love with my dog, so it's a natural choice. Yeah. Well, you know, Nikki has offered. You know, anytime. I, I know. We have to do that. We have to take her up on that. Just maybe, just, maybe just, we'll have a date night. We'll just yeah, drop say, Ellie off for just the Just let Ellie have a sleepover. Yeah, right. a sleepover with Henry and, and Nikki. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. <clears throat> um, yeah, dude. All right, cool. Well, that's episode one one forty five. Yeah, forty forty five. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a catch up. We've been talking about old movies for a little while here. We're going to be back to talk about some new shit. Talk about some autumnal films. Mm-hmm. I like that word. Autumnal. I do yeah. too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. Um, Moviesmovie dot com, Facebook dot com slash moviesmovie. And uh, for the the third time in three episodes, I'll mention, please find us on iTunes and subscribe. Rate it, star it, do whatever you can. It It would mean a lot, um, especially after joining the Thundergrunt Network to show that we do have some followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that people can actually let us know if we're doing well. Please do. If you don't like it, 
then don't do anything I just said. Yeah, just yeah, stay yeah. away. I, I don't be if, a bunch of assholes and make it tough, difficult for us. Yeah. You know what I, I would think if they don't like it, they aren't listening at this point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. So if you're listening, you owe us a rating and a review on iTunes. Right. Don't and be a, a personal message to Rex Anderson of Thundergrunt saying how much you love Movie Schmovie and how yep. much it, it completes your podcast diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Company letterhead as well. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have any company letterhead, hire someone to design some. Yep. Print it up. Then send the letter. Go through that trouble for yeah, us, please. For it. It's necessary. But uh, thanks for listening, and as always, you've made our day. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> How soon after the start of the show did you guys have the sign off? Was that from day one? Day one. Yeah. How soon after that did you say bye? Was uh, it? It was pretty early. Was it early? I, thought, I, I feel like it was early too. Because I know when I started doing this with you guys, I thought I was going to have to come up with something to add. <laughs> you know, like, am I going to go whoop, 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 or something like that? <laughs> I think I would like that. Right. Whoop, 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 whoop. That sounds like like a character from like Flintstones would have us out like that. Mm-hmm. Like going up Barney's coworkers, like all right, whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, you're, check, you're checking <clears throat> the first episode. I'm trying to see. Steve is right now checking the first episode in uh, real time. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Have a great day. Peace. Well, actually, it wasn't the first episode. Oh. oh. I don't know when that happened. But did, did Ronald say, have a great day? Yeah. <laughs> he was so nice back then. No, I know. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. I'm Steve, and this is Ronald. Hello, and <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> you guys take care. Oh, same take one. Take care. So oh, three. Shit. Maybe we maybe So I... now we're going on to episode three. We're on episode 003, so we're... We're being pretty optimistic about this, so hopefully oh, yeah. with uh, your support we can get up to those triple digits. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening. Um, this is Steve. This is Ron. And uh, you've uh, you've made our day. Take care. Hey! There it was. Number three. Episode three. Three's the charm right yeah. there. There it was. <laughs>